know, I don't know about the chewing ice one. Let me go and get the. I mean, it's, we, it's, we already know it. <laughs> Put it back on. We already know it. Nick's not giving it out to you enough. I, guess. <laughs> I need bump. <laughs> It's uh, the WBL Review Show, uh, hosted here, Dan Sadik, myself, along with Ryan Brown, Zach Lacey, and Jonathan Sullivan. The 2020 WBL Wiffle Ball season has come to a close, boys. And we have crowned our new era champions, the Hanks of the WBL, won the first permanent team-style WBL season, the inaugural one for that format. And they beat the uh, DR Dominican Republic Snowflakes, and a best of five series, three to two, was the final series score. And uh, let's just, you know what? I'm not a champion. Let's just take it to the champion himself, Ryan Brown of the Hanks, and uh, how you feel about that title, and just to start things off here. Well, as I said in the post game comments, uh, I, I was ecstatic. Um, it was obviously. Thank you for the mic. Uh, I wasn't sure what I had going into the season. I knew I had a team that could hit, but I had no idea what to expect from a pitching uh, perspective. And we were able to almost pitch as well as we hit. At times, that wasn't the case whatsoever. But for us to be able to both hit and pitch with the roster that we had was pretty incredible and to not only win the play-in series uh, via sweep but then come back from a 2-1 series deficit in the championship series and take it in five uh, that, that, that was pretty surreal so can't, can't lie that, that was a, a pretty sweet moment yeah it's tough tough uh, for the other three teams that didn't, uh, didn't win the crown this year but it was a new format, you know, noted. Four teams of four, so 16 total. Something we had never done and brand new. And it was interesting, you know, because we played a lot of wiffle ball this summer overall because we played basically two seasons worth. Uh, crazy, crazy new format with, you know, permanent teams no longer doing the captain where you do ha-hey-hey-hoo, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. No more teams. schoolyard pick-ems. Yeah, so... Me personally, my just takeaway from it was that it got everyone to care and like to the most that they could, I feel like. You know, just the passion for every game felt like it grew as we got closer to the playoffs and then in the playoffs. Like I expected a form of that, but I think it exceeded my expectations. Uh, just because I, I, I thought it was a good change. I thought the league needed the change. I thought it was a very appropriate time. I just, I didn't want to get my hopes too high, and I'm glad I didn't because it exceeded my hopes, and that's something that I think was my favorite takeaway, which is the the passion and the excitement, you know, from everybody on on their own team, and it really galvanized everyone. Well, like you said, there's everybody had something to buy into on every game. It wasn't just your personal stats. Yeah. Sometimes you could 
somebody's being a captain and like if you get knocked out of the playoffs already as a solo captain you're just like oh i'll just try to hit tanks yeah and you obviously you're gonna try but you don't you don't care as much naturally. like about the outcome just yeah. naturally yeah you're just there to see what happens, have some fun, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. If you get picked by somebody, you want to do well for them. You don't want to, like, disappoint them, whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, all right, they lost. Okay. It happens. Smart. It yeah. happens. <laughs> but now everybody's bought in. There's little rivalries that come out of that. Like, everybody just hated the Bums team. Like, <laughs> just, nobody just nobody liked the Bums. <laughs> They had bad officiating when they weren't playing. And <laughs> that sounds a little bit more of a personal bias. Even one of their officials just walked off during the championship. <laughs> Retu packed. <laughs> no but, one weeps more than the DR weepers. That, that we know. That's that a cap. We know. No, that's that's a cap. no cap. That's there. factual. That's a cap. <laughs> no cap. But we, we can go sort of on a, like a team-by-team team basis. So we'll start with you, Zach. What were, what were your expectations going into the season for your team, the Snowflakes? Um, well, you know, coming off my personal championship, we – I mean, I have – I think we're going to win every game. I mean, there's – okay, there's me, you, and Nick. We think we're going to win every game, more or less. Um, just because it's, that's just the way it is. And when – Everybody's criticizing me for my picks of DR and Marcus. We're boys. And Marcus did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He played good defense, and he even hit a little better than I thought he would have hit. The pitching, I didn't expect much, and he pitched a little bit. And when he did pitch, he was all right. DR, me and DR have a little little, little thing going. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> and I, he was, he was a chemistry guy. And he pitched way better than I thought he was going to pitch. And he even started to hit a little bit when Coach Marguis told him to back up in the box a little bit. And then in the third round, I was like, great, I'm going to get Mike or I'm going to get Beto. Like, who do I want less? And then for some reason, Alec picks Mike, and I end up with Billy. And Billy was an absolute stud. Stole. Absolute Steal. Steal stud. He... By far, most most improved. I don't think anybody's gonna vote for anybody else no. other than people on my team that can't. He vote got for my him. vote. I'll give you that. He, you can he, vote for whoever. You know? I thought you couldn't vote for people on your own team. Only Billy couldn't vote for himself. No, you just can't vote for yourself. Oh, I thought it was a thing. Okay, whatever. Wow. So I'm voting for Billy. Then. I haven't yeah. voted yet, but I'll, I'll let you guys know now. <laughs> but Billy, Billy was he, your second best hitter. Yeah, OBP, second he, best on the team. Stud. It, Billy just was crushing balls ball, left and right. And he had to get out of Quincy. It was had to get out of Quincy. Yeah. He had to, was a bad, he was had to a, move in Addington. a bad situation in Quincy. Addington, the player yeah. reached his full potential in the new system in yeah. Abington. He he looks like a pitching machine when he's when he's on the mound. Just a little one two step overhand, just lob down the middle. But in the field, he was he was good. And at the plate, man, that kid was crushing balls, and people couldn't figure him out. And Loved having him on the team. Huge guy. I mean, we did what we needed to do to get that one seed. We did what we needed to do to get up 2-1 and then... Imagine picking... Imagine picking Lil Mike over the fucking Abington Albatross, bro. I mean, Lil Mike went in the second round of yeah. the draft. Lil Mike was a second round pick. I'm sorry, I just got triggered. <laughs> I, you should be. You should be. Because so, he outplayed <laughs> a lot of people that got picked ahead of him. 
Maybe not from a pitching, but from a hitting perspective, absolutely. Oh, Bill, I know. I knew Bill, He last year he got his feet wet. He got to feel everybody out. He had never, well, you know, he played baseball, but he had never seen, like, all of our pitching. We yeah. play all the time. Was, he came to our batting practice that time. Fendi. That's and we gave him it. good BP. That's what did it. He came to our batting practice. Coach Bums. Yeah. Coach Bums. The Bums know how to hit. Fendi. Overall, super proud of my team. We had a great season. We're a pitch here and there, wind gusts here and there from taking it all home. It was a great series. Sometimes the balls just don't don't roll in your favor. And uh, I think we got as good a shot of anybody to go back and win it next year. Yeah, I guess so, I'll start with the bums. Yeah, so you, you and Dan yeah, can yeah, both yeah. speak right. all about the your bums. Preseason expectations. Most toxic team in the league. Because <laughs> you guys talked yourself up. You guys <laughs> hyped yourself up as this team chemistry gods. Well, I'll tell you what. The bums certainly aren't shy in their opinions, letting everyone know their opinions. That's for sure. Probably the most outspoken team in the league. Uh, I mean, us Johns, I mean, we hit the piss-out ball this year. Uh, when you look at the stats. I've never hit Especially better. the regular season. I mean, we were basically just running around the hitting stats in this league. Yeah, you guys uh, led the league in OBP. But, man... We gotta get a pitch. We gotta hire a pitching coach or something. We need we, no. Well, well, that too. But we also need a we need to kidnap Birdo and get him in just a, a sweatshop of of just wiffle ball BP and just teach him because it's well, like we it's need not to teach his him forte. Like rules. He doesn't know like rules. Well, but well, your team had a very bad habit of not running out things too. Yeah, you guys with, don't like rules. Funny, but. With 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 Berto, you know, it, it was our biggest our biggest flaw, I think, besides pitching, was was not being able to get him up to speed. Just well, I mean, he general. barely even showed up, so I mean, that's not what are you no, talking about? No, I know, but but I mean, like, you guys barely even told him that you were playing, so I don't know what you're cap. talking about. That is so much cap. So I don't know what you're even talking about. You guys still went nine and nine with without him there, majority of the time. I'm just saying though, when we did have him, it, it just would have been nice. For, for him to feel a little bit more comfortable. So, you know, because I think, like, he, he well, had, that's a like, team chemistry thing, I think. I just mean with the game itself, because clearly he looked uncomfortable swinging at wiffle balls, and that's not his fault. It's just it's not his forte. And I want this on the record, because this, this pissed me off. Apparently, Merguiz suggested to Nitchy Berto wouldn't be a good fit for the league, but Nick, well, I don't care. I'm going to invite him anyways. Well, Nick was, like, obsessed with getting 16 people. I know, but, like, the kid that is closest to Birdo himself told you it wouldn't be a good idea. Like, then why? Yeah. Why force the issue? We know Nitchie's the toxic one. That's Fendi. We know that. But, <laughs> see, but see, look, listen to this. They're being toxic. <laughs> Give them an open no. mic, and they will tear each other to the no, ground. I just, I just wanted that on the record, because... I just think that, like, I, I get it. We wanted 16. We were going to do whatever it took. But there was a literal advice given to you by someone that is the closest to Birdo that it wouldn't be a good fit. It wouldn't be a good idea. Don't do it. And you did it anyways. So that's just my, my only beef right now. It's just like, we didn't have to force that because <clears throat> obviously it didn't work out. So you guys um, still haven't answered the question I proposed. Which yeah. is what were your guys' preseason expectations? So my preseason, my preseason expectation was that we were a playoff team. I thought we had a legit shot at being top two in the regular season. 
if we didn't screw up and get swept at the end of the season by the RCCs, we would have been top two if not had a bye, and that would have been huge as well. But we couldn't pitch, which sucked. But my expectations were that you know we were going to be able to because I felt like, all right, I'm going to hang in the threes in the ERA probably. I'll be decent enough where I'm not going to get shelled. I got shelled a lot. But yeah, you did. I did not expect our hitting to be as good as it was, partially because I was like, oh, you know, I don't know about Beto. And then for me, I'm not a hit, you know, I'm more of an OBP guy. Self-proclaimed worst hitter in the league. I'm the worst hitter in the league, and I've added like 450, which never even come close to touching that number. And, you know, overall, I exceeded that for myself, and I just thought our pitching was going to be better. Our pitching absolutely fucking sucked. It was the worst. Yeah. The I worst mean, in the league. If we, if we <laughs> Whoever just... said pitching was going to dominate this year at the beginning of WBL, they were so wrong. So wrong. So goddamn so, wrong. So they were right because the captain format, pitching was still dominating in the captain's format. But as soon as we switched over to permanent teams, pitching went down the toilet. Bendy. Six well, wins. I mean, that made more people had to pitch. Yeah. There, you couldn't hide. No. Like, you could, like, the way we did it before, you only had to pitch in your game. So if you were a bad pitcher, all you had to do was pitch an inning in your game, which meant you barely pitched at all. Now you had to pitch in every single series, at least an inning, that you showed up to. Yeah. And that, that definitely opened up the floodgates for some people. Um, but yeah, so what were, what were your expectations, uh, Jonathan? Pretty similar to Dan. I mean, I, if, I think that if we had just... If we just pitched, like, I think our average team ERA was, like, 7 or 8. Yeah, you guys I mean, I think if it were 8-2-2 like, uh, two, two ERA, if we the were worst like, in the league. What were the, can you run me off the other teams? Average yeah, ERAs? so the Snowflakes had the best regular season ERA at 4.53. The Hanks were a close second at 4.62. And the Can Coochies had a 5.10 ERA. Yeah, so I think even if we were at, like, right around, like, 6, I think we might have... Then you know eleven and seven or twelve and nine. Um, Definitely you know, couldn't have been twelve the, and nine or t- twelve and six. There you go. Uh, our pitching is just—I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, there was no one on our team that could pitch. No one. No. Yeah, not I, me. Not you. I, not Nick. I I just happened to luck into the wins that we got. Like I had six wins, yeah. but my ERA was like eight, seven, yeah. eight. I mean. Somebody had to get the wins. We have to work. We have to work on. uh, Sometimes our team gets too emotional in the moment. Uh, (laughs) I think that's an understatement. When the wind is blowing a little bit, like oh, ricochet. I I I see a lot of wind talk already. There's a lot of wind talk. Well, I mean it's wiffle ball. That the wind plays a big factor (laughs) in wiffle ball. But like. But everyone's got to play. You got to sh- like oh, you yeah. got to shake it off. Like you can't get oh, caught up in the moment he, of the you're win. You're talking about Nick. You, you can yeah, say it. Yeah. yeah I, if, if, Nick, if Nick's pitching and wins, he's Nick fucked. gets caught. Nick, the <laughs> win has a lot of real estate in his head. Yeah, even more than you. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Like even more than the real estate you have in his head. Okay. Yeah. The wind, like as soon as the wind starts blowing and, and he throws his pitch and it doesn't move the way he wants it, I mean he he's all out of shortness. Yeah. Yeah, going into this season, I thought you guys had the the second best one two punch of pitchers in between you and Nick. Obviously, Alec and Matt. That was the obvious one two punch on the mound. 
uh, but we just didn't know how much they were going to have that available to them. So I, I kind of expected you guys to, from a pitching perspective, to be right up there, top of the league, and then I wasn't sure what to make of your hitting because obviously you and Nick are, are, are very good, but I wasn't well, sure I about big old I wasn't, question mark. I wasn't sure about this <laughs> this guy over here, Dan. Yeah, uh, so. especially Berto. Um, so I, I was kind of hit or miss there, but it, you guys were able to hit we like no other. But you just you for as well as you guys hit as a team, pitch you worse. pitched that much worse, yeah. which yeah. I would have never have guessed because oh, yeah. you gave up almost twice as many runs as the next season, <laughs> which is just right. mind-boggling to me. To have two guys that are, maybe perennial is a strong word, but to have two guys that have Cy Young in the WBL, Cy Young caliber pitching talent, and to just pitch yeah. the way you guys pitch, I would have never. I've, I've never pitched as poorly as I have this season. I've never batted it as well. Like it was the it was the exact epitome of what you just explained for I think all of us. Yeah. So, and also I think we, I, I low key think we we hit Jonathan a little too much on the mound. I I think that that John isn't as bad at pitching. You know, I think he's pretty decent. I think if you if you get that John in the right pitching program and the right throwing program, I think, you might have. Something. I think in the off season we need to find a place to pitch and bring out like fans. And have the fans. <laughs> yes. Into the fans. Yes. To, to get one of those imitate, big turbo ones. Yeah, to imitate the winds. They got them at the. They got the huge ones out like the golf courses that they put out before. We got to mimic the, the conditions. We need to. Yeah, yeah, we need to put one of those fans out and pitch towards the fan. I'm down. <laughs> what, what did you think of that going into the season, Zach? Um, I mean, I knew. I purposely picked Marcus over Jonathan because I knew that Jonathan and Nick together was going to be a problem. <laughs> And, and in a good way for you. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I was picking strategically around that in that he's they, they just don't – when things aren't going well with their together, it goes really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was kind of banking on. And I knew that they were going to be able to hit a little bit. Uh, I thought they'd pitch better, especially Dan. Uh, Nick's not been a good pitcher for a little while now, so I wasn't concerned about him. And then Jonathan, when you pitch – Sometimes it's sometimes it's really good and then sometimes it goes really bad. You got that little it's like it's not really a slider, it's not really a curveball, like moves a little bit. But if you you throw it a little bit harder than like your slider, so it when it stays like up and in on the up corner, it's a tough pitch to hit. And if you're on that day with that pitch spotting it in that corner, you can have some good outings. But yeah, I mean, I thought overall I thought it was gonna be I thought the RCCs were gonna be the one seed run away with things. Between Matt and Alec, if Matt was going to show up, and that then was the that, was that was the biggest question mark of the whole season, I thought. And then the three of three of our teams, I thought, were more or less it was going to come down to different bounces. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of those RCCs, uh, I think we we definitely are all in agreement that coming into they were the number one team on, on paper going into the season after the draft, and but it was heavily dependent upon Matty Bumshow, the RCC's first round pick, to show up uh, as much as possible, and he only played in seven of their 16 games. Uh, and they were one in eight without him. And oh. that that just screwed them. Yeah. They had, they basically had to be perfect with Matt, because they were anything but without him. 
and it cost them because everyone else was kind of right like in a, in a pack like you said Zach pretty close to each other on that last day and they just not having that really was their downfall um, but they for what they were even without Matt they were definitely a competitive team yeah um, like it wasn't like when you played them without Matt you were blowing them out the doors yes they got swept a couple times but those games were all couple runs here or there and they they could have passed as four and five yeah, yeah. so I mean Alex Alex still a stud yeah Alex yeah. is definitely a top five player in the league there's a reason he was the captain of that team he 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 can hit he's a very yeah. underappreciated hitter everyone knows he can pitch with his knuckleball but he's very underappreciated as a hitter and it it's just he's not at the he's not the type of He's not the number one hitter that can carry a team on his own. He needs that sort of running mate to sort of carry a team in tandem with as a hitter. And over half the season, he didn't have that. He tried at times. I mean, he hit four home runs and four at-bats at one point. He nearly brought his team back from a 15 nothing deficit. That, 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 that was absolutely yeah. insane. <laughs> Um, that was a great video on our YouTube channel, WBLFBL, if you guys want to check it out. We love the plug. Subscribe, oh, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I can tell you this now. The Nick, the Young Johns found our YouTube channel and were commenting all over it. Lit. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, am I surprised at the RCCs finishing at 6-10 and 10 and missing out the playoffs? With the way things played out, no. But had things reverse fortune and Matt had been there the majority of the time, that would have been a playoff team and that would have been a hell of an out. Yeah. Yeah. I the RCCs, I mean, they people wanted me this I mean it was the reason why I didn't want to be a captain in the first place because I thought that if you have Matt on your team, like you're just kinda of playing like you're playing with one hand tied behind your back because you gotta wait for him and he can't drive, and it's just tough, like, you know, to get a team that's going to show up every week and, and compete. And going forward, the RCCs also, again, going forward, the RCCs are potentially in trouble because you have a captain that is openly demanding a trade and looking to take his talents to New York. Uh, so he could be out the league next summer. So interesting developments could come from the RCCs going forward. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, the last thing this league needs is the loss of a league member. I mean, we just got it up to sixteen. I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Alex gone. Yeah, yeah. If, if he if he doesn't find a job in Boston, there's no way. He's well, there. he's on the record saying that he he, he wants, wants to, go to, to go to New York. Yeah, like, more than Boston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, so it's, it, it's if he doesn't get a job yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yeah, so open invite or open uh, Try tryouts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Little Johns. Little Johns. Randy. RCCs are definitely taking applications. Yeah. Um, and that leaves us with one team, and I'll let you guys sort of speak about it first, and that is my team, the champion, the Hanks. All right, so DJ, really better than at pitching than I thought. The, he throws that little sli- sidearm slurb, and he's really good at, like, painting it, like, low. Kind of like your pitching, Zach, where you kind of, like, keep it low. Uh, what I find to be hard 
the hardest like pitch in the league to hit is like the low slider or like whatever. Um, really good. And then Cam, you guys, you benefited from Cam not showing up. Definitely. Cam uh, sucks. Cam, Cam played ten games this year, which is more than I can say for some of your players. But he didn't play in the playoffs. Because you guys took forever to schedule, that's, finish your schedule. That's not the, not us. That's not, 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 not your problem. That's, not the that's a snowflake and an RCC yeah. problem. I mean, that's not a that's RCCs for not playing earlier in the year. They skipped three weeks at the beginning of the season. Like, Bendy, we were there. We were ready. Yeah, I uh, I would say that benefited from, you know, Cam not being there sometimes and DJ, definitely. I was impressed, like, overall, you know, I mean, I think he said three words the whole season, but, uh, like, and but, I, I, you can, you can, oh, sorry, sorry, and, um, and overall, you know, Miller's a, a, Miller's very good as, like, you know, your, your two, your two to three guy, he, he was really good at, good at the plate, and if he can, um, you know, just keep a level head when he's on the mound, I, I think he'll improve there, too. Yeah, I, his pitching, I mean, I, if like we want to talk about like someone that throws fast, I honestly think Miller throws as hard as he can when he's on the mound. Um, oh, I don't know about that, but he he's, he definitely throws the hardest in the league. Hardest yeah. in the league. Uh, but hey, the harder he throws, the further it goes. Yeah, I mean he's got one pitch. Yeah, too. So, but he was a really good hitter. Like yeah. I would say, like the two biggest surprises definitely at the plate were Billy was number one. But if Billy wasn't in the league, then Miller would have been like a had a Billy type like breakout like yeah. at the plate this yeah. season um, you know and DJ was solid you know it will be interesting to see if the power will come around he didn't hit he hit some home runs but he didn't hit for as much power uh, Ryan, hit Ryan's as many been on runs. record saying that he would like a little bit more power out of DJ but I mean he's solid you know really good hitter um, you know contact hitter he's good in the field uh, too. good in the field and a Definitely above average at the mound. You know, he was the X factor for the Hanks because you guys pitched the Hanks light years better than I thought. Yeah, you would. yeah. I expected you guys to have the area like the bumps. Yes. Yeah. And I, I expected yeah. you to have the worst area by far. I thought you guys were gonna have to hit your way through, like hit your way to the playoffs, and yeah. it turned out you did fine at both, and yeah. it paid off. I mean, I didn't really look at – I mean, DJ. I, I looked at your team at at the beginning. I was like, he's your number one by far, and then. The rest of you guys like don't really pitch as much. They haven't really pitched as much, and I yeah. But you guys all is that a is that a hornet inside on the window? So I'll deal with it. Cool. Continue. Um. Oh God. Yeah. I they the Hanks. I mean the yeah, Hanks pitched light years better than I thought they would. They, yeah. I knew that they were gonna hit, but the pitching was just. I, the pitching was. Sorry, folks. We got a little yeah, wild situation a here in the house. I think Ryan killed it. Ryan's a murderer. He's currently spraying it. Ryan's a murderer. Ryan hates animals. Ryan is big a murderer. Guy. Oh my god, he's drowning it. Uh, Ryan's so a murderer. Ryan just drowned the hornet, big time. <laughs> and you me later. the Hanks, it, it it felt like they were just very consistent too. Like it, it didn't seem like they, you know, anyone on the team was like. Too too down or like too much uh, like in a slump or anything because when I was pitching against the Hanks, I, like I never felt like I had a spot like oh like I like you know it's okay I got I got this guy like I never felt like 
I can take a breath here, you know? And I could say, you know, the same in large part for uh, the snowflakes. You know, overall the hitting was... I, mean, I think you could probably say that about pretty much the entire league outside of Mike and Vito. Yeah. But, like, in general, it just, like, it felt like they they were always due for a hit or they were always going to bounce back no matter what happened. It, it just it felt like that that kind of team that, all right, we're up 10, but we could, we could still be fucked here. All right, we're, you know, it's a close game, but who knows? Like, Miller hit, like, four home runs off us one game. Like, it was just that kind of team. So, and I, I expected a good team, definitely, like, a top three playoff team. But I just couldn't tell going into it. Obviously, I'd never seen DJ swing a wiffle ball bat, but I, he had played baseball, so I got it. All right, he'll be decent. So you expected a playoff team from everybody but us? Hmm? But the Snowflakes. This is what you... I, didn't, I don't think I said I expected the expect- RCCCs to be a... No, I, I, I never gave like where I thought the RCCs were. I honestly thought the RCCs were, were going to be the worst team. I, I'm not capping. Obviously, like if Maddie showed up, you know, to every game, they probably would have been a top two, top three. But I just I wasn't banking on that. If, if Matt showed up the majority of the time, they would have been the. Best I just thought, team yeah, sub Matt, they had the just, weakest roster. Yeah, well, I, obviously. But, I just you take mean, away a top four player well, in the that's, league. Yeah. That's what I thought going in is like they're gonna be sub Matt for the majority of the games, and they weren't. So like going into the season, like I said earlier, I didn't know. I knew we were gonna be able to hit. And I knew I had a lineup, like Dan was saying, one through four. There was no, like, super easy out. That we could all, we were all capable at the plate. I just had no idea what in the world we were going to do pitching-wise. And I was just hoping that we were going to win a bunch of 16 to 15 games. And turns out, like, we just didn't need to do that. We just needed to score double digits and we would be just fine. Um, but in terms of where I thought we would finish going into the season, I knew we weren't the best team. I didn't think we were the worst team. I thought we were somewhere. I thought we were probably two or three. I I I I thought we were good enough hitting to cancel out the 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 not so great expectations for pitching, and that we'd be. The record that we were. I, I said at the beginning of the season, I told my team, if we're 10-8, and eight, we will make the playoffs. And if, even 9-9 nine and nine might cut it. And 9-9 nine and nine did cut it, and thank God we got it. <laughs> yeah. I Just an overall success, I think. Like, 100%. You know, like, I the whole season, the whole thing, the plan, it wasn't perfect, but that went as well as I could have envisioned it going. Yeah. Honestly. It was on like the a home fly, run. On the fly, too. Like, we Quick started this mid-July, and we knew that we needed to finish by mid to late August. So we had to do a sort of a condensed schedule and just sort of run with it. And, I mean, we had some troubles early on with some teams, and we had to push back the championship date a week. But we got it in. And a week and a day. Week and a day, whatever. <laughs> Seven, eight days. Congrats. Um, I, 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 I agree with Dan. I, I think it was definitely a rousing success. There definitely could have been better at some things. 
Um, maybe that we can improve on next year. But as a whole, I, I was even if I had lost, I would have been happy. Yeah. Agreed. So is there anything that stood out to you guys that you want to add? I mean, I kind of mentioned it in the beginning because, like, you know, I, I don't want to be too repetitive here, but it was just the energy. It was literally just the energy was what stood out to me the most, by far, more than anything. It made everything more fun. I had a better experience in general, me personally. I'm, I, you guys probably feel the same, but that's just where I stand. The energy was so much better, and it's what we needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was impressed by the long ball. The long ball was flying. The wiffle balls were flying out of the park. Bean field, best offense field. Uh, I agree. That's not that, true. We, that, all, we all know that that's Once that true. summer wind comes around, Bean field <laughs> is a hitter-friendly park. I've never seen a more hitter-friendly wind than in the first game of the championship series on Monday. That must have been gusting 15, 20 miles an hour, blowing out. I mean, you were just putting it in the air, and it was gone. Um, you know, Ryan, you blew everyone out in home runs, absolutely hitting the piss out of the ball. Um, so many home runs. Even from someone like myself, I hit more home runs than I thought. Miller, Dan, Merguis won the home run derby. No one saw that coming. No. Like, the I bookie mean, got the, killed on that the, one. The bookie <laughs> didn't put out odds on that, thankfully. Uh, but, I mean, you would have thought the bats were court. Hitting was so back in the in the team. We season. lost so many balls. Yeah, we're going to have to get, like, 100 balls for next year. Yeah, we're going to have some league funds, <laughs> hopefully, for next year to restock. And we didn't just lose balls because they were just lost in the woods. We lost them because we were hitting the piss out of the ball, yeah. and they were breaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, does anyone want to give since the awards have yet to be released because we're still waiting on some votes uh, does anyone want to make any predictions for any of the awards I'm reserving judgment uh, I, can no make, I can make predictions yeah, sure. I Go think right you should be a lock for MVP unless the Zach Lapdogs come out of the woodworks no MVP I'm just telling you the Lapdogs might come out for no, you it should be Ryan. It should be Ryan for MVP. Um, ERA, I would assume, would be Bum Show. Um, Inside Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Billy Billy should have most improved on lock. Yeah. Um, Doo Glove, I think, is a is going to be the most is might be the most interesting award this year. Uh, I think I think Nick is going to win, but I think. Miller should win. What about Chicken Patty? Well, we're going to call that the Charlie Award. Oh, uh, what about the Charlie I, Award? I hope the bums win it. There's no way you win it. Absolutely no way. There's zero chance Nah, I think you're it. sleeping. Nah, I think with all the bums, Hanks, and uh, Snowflakes, I think the RCCs are going to win it. Yeah, I picked the RCCs. Thanks. I'm going to reserve judgment also (laughs) says who we voted for. Well, I gave you one. I'll give you one. Throw you a bone. Who who do you think is going to win Gold Glove? Uh, That's a toss-up. That's a real toss-up. Do you you think... The Gold Glove and the Doo-Doo Gloves, I think, are going to get, like, 
might get the most votes, like for unless mm-hmm. there's a shadow government formed like there was last year, but there's so many votes already in. So I, I can tell you, I formed that. the shadow government last year. I have not formed a shadow government this year, and <laughs> I, I have not been told of a shadow government. I could also <laughs> confirm of no such shadow yes. government this uh, year. I really don't know. I mean, like, you could, you have, like, your perennial gold glove, like, favorites, like, Merguiz, and, like, he, when you think, like, gold glove, like, that, because he really wanted that award, it, it's, like, his award, because he wasn't winning any other awards, so he wanted the gold glove implemented for him. Uh, I think that people are going to vote for him, but I don't know if he should win it. I, like, who's the best fielder? Like, it just, it varies. I mean, everyone, there was no one that was, like, way above everyone else in fielding this year, I thought. I agree. I mean, Ryan, you you cover a shit ton of ground, but you also yeah. made some errors. I, 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 some big, t- I, 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 don't, I haven't voted yet. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I definitely made too many errors this yeah. year. Yeah. Like, I've seen you make amazing plays, left-handed ground balls, and throw people out. And I've also seen you lose balls in the sun and hits your head and goes over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't... I'm not really sure who I'm voting for for Gold Glove or... I mean, Doodoo Glove, I mean, you, you always kind of want to just give it to Nick. Yeah. Just to, like, piss him off. And I know... He, I mean, he wasn't great in the field anyways. Um, Jonathan, perennial Doodoo Glove guy. I was better But he was better this year. Especially when you wore those little... The latex ones, <laughs> which <laughs> highly illegal. Had stick them on them, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, I hate to say it, Dr. Could be in the running for doo-doo glove. He's I not agree. not great out there. I agree. We kept trying to hide him. There's um, some people that like like it used to be me until I started wearing my sunglasses in the field. But when the ball goes up in the air, there's just some people when it's under, you're like, oh man, I think this is dropping. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm probably gonna vote for Miller. It's more recency bias, I guess, because in the championship yeah. he yeah. was we're, so fucking. Before bad. you came, we were talking. I said that that first inning he had in the championship game, yeah, the first game was the worst fielding performance I think I've ever seen. It was it was pitiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know what I I the Cy Young. I don't if Matt pitched more i think he'd be a lock i don't know if he's gonna get as many votes because a lot of people just didn't see him i think he's gonna i think people are gonna vote for him yeah i don't i don't know i mean i alec had a good season too but there was a lot of it was i think in the era matt was like way down and then there was a bunch of people a lot of people in the threes yeah um who knows maybe matt even pitched enough innings to qualify for the era matt (laughs) did but barely what was the qualification? So, he, he you saw how he appeared in the uh, pitching stats yeah. that I that were on the Twitter. He he qualified by one inning. Wow. Because I said I basically said, well, every pitcher has to pitch an inning in every series that they play. Yeah. So six series, six innings. He yeah. pitched seven innings. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> seven innings. I don't know if that. <laughs> If, I I, still if think I'd be one. giving my vote to him I, for that. Yeah. Knowing the members of this league, I, I think he's got it, like, locked down. Yeah. I'd so, vote for him. So, like, he didn't qualify for like, hitting. So, like, if he gets, yeah, like, that. Case, you, I, I mean, I didn't. He was the best pitcher. My team, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't see him pitch at all. So, I don't yeah. I don't think that anybody from my team will be 
would vote for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I also want to go back to Gold Glove because I feel like there's two ways to look at it. There's just the best overall fielder. But I feel like some people gloss over the fact uh, that some people only play in the outfield, some people only play in the infield, and some people are so bad that they just play wherever they're told. Yeah. Or And then some people move around because they have no choice because they're trying to hide certain people. And I don't know if people in this league are able to make that distinction when they're looking at the Gold Glove voting because they keep giving it to Marcus. And he's been he's arguably the best fielder, so there's nothing wrong with giving it to him. I just wonder if there is ever going to be voter fatigue in that they just realize that all, that he, he is a great fielder, but he also only plays outfield. I've never yeah. seen him play infield. I've also never I, seen I him just, play For me personally, I, I there's no knock on him for that, but I, I would love to see him play infield. But he's never going to because he's such a good outfielder. Right. So, I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. The infi- infielders don't really get a lot of love when it comes to goal gloves. No, because they're the ones that are usually making the majority of the errors because they're getting the piss missiles hitting yeah. right at them. They've got less time to react to it. The, one, the outfielders that make errors on the pop flies, which a couple but like those are the, the those are the ones where you're like all right you've got you've got plenty of time usually like what are you doing yeah and i will say the amount of home runs that were dropped over the fence yeah, sir, year, sir. i have i we might have had one in yeah. the entirety of our league's existence in like all like eight years yeah coming into this new permanent league season and then We've said it like every weekend. Somebody was dropping a, yeah. a ball and, and over. No the team fence. was immune. No, every team did it. Every we, team. We did it, it in the championship. <laughs> yeah. Yark dropped the one right over the fence. Miller did it twice in one inning. Yeah. DS did it for us. Yep. I did it once. Paul did it. And for also, his I've team. never seen the amount of times we've played at Beanfield. I've never seen a ball go under the fence in center field. Yeah. Until the championship, they and we it. had two. They cut it. It was it was cut, but it was still they didn't cut like with a weed whacker around the fence, but they they cut the weeds around the fence. I had never seen that before, and then it yeah. happened twice in the championship. Yeah. So just a lot, a lot to take in. Uh, Who's gonna get the Baxter Award? That is another good one because I feel like the the Baxter Award is to reward somebody who maybe doesn't get the love that they should be for the amount that, of hustle and determination and effort that they put in. And this this just comes in, in into personal opinion. I, I mean, I, obviously that's every vote, but uh, this one especially so because if if you feel like somebody is really good and they try hard all the time, but I mean that's just the status quo, then who cares? That that's not the purpose of this award. The, it's the ones that are making all the diving plays, the hustle plays. They're they're running out every ground ball as literally as hard as they can they're maybe they're not the the smartest player or the most talented but they will give you 120 percent every game every play and i i i don't know i i don't know who that is right now i i think that this is you're gonna see i think you could easily see eight or nine people get a vote here wow yeah i think i think the top few awards in my opinion i think are like pretty obvious but, like, the two gloves award, the Baxter award, I mean, I, I think those are complete toss-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, normally most improved, I mean, 
normally there's a per there's like a person we see every year mm-hmm. come through like yeah when little mike wanted and stuff like there's a person that you see come through that year that you're not expecting them to do anything and then Thanks. they just blow you out of the water mm-hmm. that was bill yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. that was definitely <clears throat> billy yeah. um he's he's got my vote for sure mm-hmm. um, yeah, my vote so I think that just about does it here. Uh, anyone have any final thoughts, final comments before we sign off? Fuck Duke. Uh, fuck the FBL. Uh, I'm nervous about next season. About having enough people? Yeah. Or... If Alec leaves and Matt is the captain of the RCCs, even if whoever they end up picking up as their fourth, I don't have faith in them to show up. I mean, yeah, they might have to be disbanded. Uh, unfortunately. Luckily, there are rumors that there will be a fifth team joining the WBL for next season. That would be huge. That would be huge. Uh, that would, because that would offset any potential disbanding of a team. Who? Uh, do you have any more details on that? Or ah, uh, I. There are a group of high school seniors that are uh, one one of which is related to a league member. Oh. More brown bias in the. In the oh, league. I, know it. I no, can no. promise you no, they are not, not related to me. Not that. Who is it? It's uh it's family member of the alleged stranger. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so we'll 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 have to see if uh, anything comes to fruition there. Um but overall I think this year was really fun. I know the captain's the captain's format at the beginning kind of wore out on people. Interest started sort of waning. And I think the, the draft and the, the, the permanent team sort of woke everyone up and got everyone reinvested and reinvigorated. And hopefully that carries over to next year. Do you guys think that there's a way or a possibility of bringing that over to the FBL? Oh, man. So Not this year, I don't think. The, the only way that it will work for the FBL is if we see rapid expansion like we did in the WBL two years ago, where we went from 9 to 15. Last year, we had 12 in the FBL. You already got one or two people that might be moving on, and that would mean that we're looking at like a handful of people to try and fill out four teams of four because you know you have to have four teams of four just as a baseline so i don't know where we find those those five or six people maybe we try and better off even doing i mean it'd be tough like scheduling wise but like three teams of five rather than four teams of four i don't know man We'll see. But then there, you get a lot of games against the same. We're, we're entering the off-season phase, but FBL is right around the corner, so we're definitely going to have to figure some, some things out. Yeah. FBL preseason? Jesus Christ. In the park. Mm. FBL preseason. All right. I think we're all good here. Yeah, I think we're good. I think that's uh, it's a cap for the WBL. Doesn't seem. Recap show. It was a long time ago, but it's it doesn't seem show. that long ago. GG's and fuck Duke. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze, country roads, take me home to the place I belong.
memories gather round her miner's lady stranger to blue water dark and dusty painted on the sky misty taste of moonshine teardrop in my eye country 